This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's talk about security and what it has to do with pot, because given the value of this drug and the colossal amount that's going to be grown and then shipped across the country... How it gets from the producer to store shelf is a big security problem that has to be tackled. Of course, where it's stored and where it's packaged, you know, who's watching it, who secures the growers, the producers. All of this is part of a new world of security. And all of these massive quantities of drugs need to be you know, stored, moved, shipped. And that's because they become targets of criminals. And under the new Cannabis Act, every location that sells pot also has to have some kind of security, whether it's cameras, details, protection. This is a big, big business. It's a side of the pot legalization that is crucial. And my next guest uh, has seen his business explode. 360 Security Court started uh, just a while back. And since September of just 2017, the company has grown from 12 to 200 employees and from two trucks to 60. And really, it hasn't even started but no question, they have already started to deliver and do their job. Let's bring in uh, Thomas Gerstenecker to the conversation. He is the CEO and founder of 360 Security Corp. He joins us now. Thomas, um, you know, we're just a couple of hours away now from a brand new country and a brand new economy. Uh, but it's it's a challenge. How challenging it is as far as securing and, and building the security around this build it, business, which is so clouded in unknowns? Yeah, it, it is most certainly uh, clouded in unknowns. Uh, it, you know, from our side, from a sort of seed-to-sale security services firm, it's it's really picks and shovels supporting the cannabis industry. And to be able to build the, the capability and capacity for the current and emerging market um, with ever-changing, you know, regulations as, as things move forward, um, it's extremely challenging in the ter- in terms of, really providing that security service where it's needed, when it's needed um, for the licensed producers and uh, respective provincial uh, authorities. Sure. I mean, it's up there with tobacco and money. I mean, booze is kind Mm -hmm. of on its own because it's hard to rob booze because it's a lot heavier. But things like money and pot and tobacco are, are targets, are they not? Most certainly they can be. You know, I've I've been asked many times, why would we want to secure cannabis if alcohol isn't secured? Mm-hmm. My my simple answer to that is is if you look at a a truck full of beer and a truck full of cannabis, uh, the former is about a hundred thousand dollars in value, and the cannabis component, when filled to capacity, can be up to twenty five million. Yeah. Yeah. And so does the uh, the tobacco market, as I understand, it does get hit. We don't talk about it much, but it is mm-hmm. a, a it is an area that mm-hmm. does get hit and that fuels the black market. Do you think that pot is much like that or are you guys in the security business already aware of it? And that's what you're hoping to avoid. 
Well, yeah. I mean, what we're trying to do here really at the end of the day is move product from point A to point B in a safe and secure manner Mm -hmm. uh, to get it where it's intended to go to. Um, Cannabis can easily uh, be proliferated into the black market. It has no distinguishable features once you take it out of its packaging. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... You know, when I started looking into this side of the the, the business, because I don't think a lot of people think about it, that, that there has to be a security element mm-hmm. to the whole Cannabis Act. And mm-hmm. that means this is just going to continue to grow for companies like 360 Secure Corp. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just about um, protecting the product and moving it from, from producer to shelf. I mean, stores mm-hmm. are going to need security. How is this all going to work? Yeah, I mean, there are now, the the Canadian government has mandated mandated security requirements from 24-hour site monitoring to a physical security plan, even having a head of security in licensed facilities. So it won't go away, uh, not for those that are applying for a license or those that currently have a license from a product point of view. And even for retail markets, while it won't be as cumbersome as a a licensed producer uh, process, Retail stores will also have to go through a process of, of clearance, which security will have a, a significant role in. So how will it look then? Because I don't know how many stores we're going to have selling pot mm-hmm. in, in, let's say, Toronto, Hamilton, some of the mm-hmm. bigger centers, Ottawa, London. Um, how does it work? Will they all have to have some kind of security and surveillance system that is um, government approved that companies like yourself go in and, and put in? Or do they have to have security guards? Like, how does this, it seems like it's such an enormous market. It is an enormous market, and it goes back to your earlier comment about being clouded. Uh, Retail stores do have to have a security element in that. Um, Does it need to have, each store have to have a security guard? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do they need to have monitoring? Yes. A security plan, of course. Um, it, it will, you know, it, it's going to be pri- primarily in a, in a private sector market. You know, we have to really see uh, what the needs are, uh, how large a store is, where it's located. These are all factors involved when, when identifying vulnerabilities within the security assessment. Certainly. And, and the market, as it evolves, when it gets to edibles and all these other products, mm-hmm. your, your company um, and companies like they're just going to continue to get bigger and bigger. So this is one of those industries that, thanks to pot, we now have a brand new um, industry in securing cannabis of all types. Yeah, I mean, there will always be a requirement, I think, primarily from a value point of view of the product, but also from a safety point of view. I mean, uh, we, we, we definitely want to make sure that, as I mentioned, it gets from point A to point B safely and securely and it doesn't fall in the wrong hands. And so would this look like a Brinks truck, or are these specially outfitted trucks? Well, I mean, from our point of view, uh, our vehicles are all unmarked, right. low profile. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not just about armed and armored. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on value. It depends on location. So uh, transport can take uh, form in, in various ways. It doesn't always have to be an armored, armed approach. Right. Right. But again, you want to send the message, I guess, to the black market that don't worry, we know what we're doing. So therefore, don't bother us, because unlike tobacco, weed is a drug. Um, So it has a different value than than tobacco. Most definitely. Uh, I can I can assure you that when we move uh, millions in in product uh, from point A to point B, uh, we are armored, armed. We have our security protocols in place. um, Most definitely. 
And so when would that, like, have you had to do dry runs and rehearsals? And I take it now that we're at the midnight of becoming legal, do you guys really kind of crank into operation as of midnight? Well, we we, you know, uh, we have been doing dry runs, to be quite honest with you, uh, but we've been moving uh, uh, product quite uh, frequently over the, well, over the last year, but more so in the last few weeks to uh, fulfill the requirements for the distribution centers before it goes to specific retail stores or e-commerce platforms. So in other words, right now in the province of Ontario, there are depots and places that are holding the marijuana that will go out to market? Correct. Wow. And so they're already supplied and they're being watched and secured. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. And Amazing. we've done dry runs in this regard. Wow. Okay. And so you know what not to do. You know what to do. Yeah. And do you get the sense that you're being watched and that, you know, everyone's watching each other to make sure that nothing goes wrong? Yeah, we, we make sure to take significant measures uh, in that regard because we we need to make sure that we are, uh, you know, um, taking care of all of the aspects when we do move product, that we uh, remove those vulnerabilities. Our onboarding process for hiring people is very extensive because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we do not want any type of infiltration from uh, criminal elements uh, seeping into 360. Sure. That, that's a that's a big responsibility. It's also, that, that's got to be pretty scary. And I don't want to fear monger, but I, I would have mm-hmm. to think that there is going to come a time, and the reality is that, that trucks will be hit or targeted. I mean, this is just the stuff you're going to be dealing with. Well, we are definitely planning to make sure that we are prepared for any eventuality. I right. Let's just say that. Well, just before I let you go, one of the areas that I have talked about is the mail delivery, because in Ontario, you can only buy it online. Have the postal workers been, I mean, are they ready to be lugging around more orders of pot? And what happens to their trucks that will be full of it? And those, you know, those boxes on the corner of your street with mailbags, are are those all now going to be secured? Uh, you know, uh, that is definitely something that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, they are looking at and have you know, considered. Um, I'm not sure the specific process that they go through in order to make sure that that is uh, done in a safe and secure manner. Um, But uh, that is certainly something that, uh, you know, no doubt would be a concern. Uh, Having said that, these amounts would be rather small. And uh, and so not not so much in terms of uh, high value or or perhaps... uh, you know, looked at by criminal elements. That is Thomas Gersenecker, the CEO and founder of 360 Security Corp. These guys are going to be busy. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.